Hey everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. We are continuing our journey along lead generation. And today we are talking about why you are not generating B2B leads. Now I'm super excited, but before we dive into that, we've gotten some really amazing feedback on the show and because we're marketers, we're looking at the data. So we know we're wa you're watching and you're watching all the way through. So if you like what you see and if you're coming back for more, hit that subscribe button, hit the like. We, we will not marketing bomb you, but we really, really appreciate it and it helps us grow our reach and help other people. So thanks so much. So Daisy, I am so excited to keep going because we're really gonna start getting into the nitty gritty like the real details about what's going wrong with lead generation today. I think one of the main areas where I see B2B companies stumbling is forgetting that one piece of advice we always say, go where your buyers go. Yes. And for a long time it was, we think our buyers go to trade shows and we're going to go and we're going to you know, wander around or hope they come by our booth. But a lot of times it's not necessarily the, the big events where you hope your buyers are going to show up. And it's not necessarily even online where you typically think of it. A lot of people are like, well, we need to be doing Google ads or we need to be doing organic SEO because we know people are searching for these things. So that must be where our buyers are online. But there are often hidden opportunities, especially in the B2B space, if you're selling to specialized professionals. For example, engineers may have specific podcasts that they like to listen to online or print magazines that they read, or even sometimes forums where they go and they have conversations with one another. And those are areas where you may be able to intervene and put your advertising or marketing messaging in front of those buyers in a place where your competitors are not showing up. I love what you're saying here because, and I've heard you refer to it as being too narrow and it's almost like people get stuck thinking, oh, well, it's where we go and they forget just to look at their buyers as human beings. Where are they going for inspiration, for conversation, for research, for intelligence, for progress? And yeah, you have to get unstuck. And so it's going back to the well. And it can be hard. I mean, this is literally missing the forest for the trees. But yeah, there's so many places to show up where your humans are. So I really, really love that one because I agree that it's just too narrow. They're just not going all the places that their buyers could go and could derive value from. So the next one I have on here is not having something important to say. Now, we talk a lot about messaging on this show, but this is so critical. Now, I want you to remember, we are talking about lead generation. In leads, we're just trying to get a conversation started. You're not trying to close a deal in lead generation, but we see this so frequently where people want to talk about the nitty gritty details and why them and why they're special, but it's too early. And so they're not saying anything provocative that gets people to actually pay attention and want to have a conversation because you're already lecturing them. And that's not a good conversation to be in. Yes. And we do advocate for thought leadership, but it needs to be done in the right way. So for brand awareness and for demand generation, thought leadership plays a significant role. For lead generation, you do not get to talk about what you want to talk about. You have to talk about what your buyers want to know about. And that should be the driving force for if you're doing a webinar, if you're doing a workshop, if you're booking a speaking engagement at an expo or a conference, it's not what's the thing that's going to make me look the coolest. 
it's what's the biggest problem that I can solve for the people who are going to be in that room. Yes. And I find that the curse of knowledge really hurts people in this because they get too smart for their own good, right? They want to share their deepest insights, but it took you decades to develop those deep insights and people that are just right now creating awareness around their problem. They're not ready for that. And so you've got to be highly aware of what they refer to their problems as and how they view it. And it's interesting because one of the other ways that you can think through this is as an exchange, right? Like everybody understands that at the end of the deal, when you're closing the deal, you're exchanging money for a product or service. But when there's a lead generation situation going on, you're still in an exchange. We're asking people to pay attention pay attention. And that means you have to exchange something of interest, which is helping them progress in their awareness of their problem or their solution so that they then start to spend time with you. So you always have to make sure that you are engaged in a really, really intentional exchange where you're driving value. This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at the Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners. We help mentor team members. And most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. To that point, it's not enough just to provide value in whatever it is that you're saying, whatever tool or asset or session or workshop you're delivering, you have to give people a clear next step. It's easy to deliver a lot of value in the room and not remember that people don't know what to do next. This is actually a conversation I had today with a client who's developing a tool that they're going to be driving leads through um, on Google Ads. And it's a great tool, but we had to have a conversation about, and then what? Because you can give people the tool, and if they don't know because you've reminded them and you've put a next step in front of them that you can help them use the tool and they should turn to you for advice, they might very well go to your website, download the free thing that you're offering, and then go hire a different consultant to help them use it just because you didn't take the time or remember that people don't always think the way you believe that they will and you need to make sure you've given them a clear next step and given them a clear path so they don't have to try to figure out what that should be. And that's a great point. It's at every single touch point. Your calls to ever action should never be learn more, click here, or you know, just a phone number or a URL, like give them a reason to progress where they know what that is. So spot on. Okay. Another one about why people are not generating B2B leads. And this one, we have a lot of fun with this one all the time. Um, people just want to talk about their stuff and they don't think about what people are actually buying. And so, for instance, you know, buy my stuff. It's very salesy. You want to talk about why your mousetrap is better. You want to talk about all of the technical details about why you are better. But they're not 
ready for that again. And you've got to think about what is behind the purchase because no one in the history of business to business ever randomly went, you know what? I think I'm in the mood to buy some ERP software. That just sounds fun today. Or maybe I'm just going to buy some logistics services. Man, I've got an appetite for that. No, never happens in B2B. And what's behind that is efficiency or productivity or success or frustration or whatever. But people getting clear about what they're actually selling, which is not their product, is super, super important in lead generation. They just need to get out of their own way. I think it's an important point, And this is something that I like to remind businesses about all the time. Value is defined by your customer. Amen. Yes. And the market is not fair. It doesn't matter how much effort you put into it. It doesn't matter if it's a family-owned business you've had for 30 years. It doesn't matter if you're better than the competition. None of that actually matters if your customers don't see it as something that has value to them. And this is something that we see playing out when people are either putting their offer in front of the wrong audience. Of course they don't value it. You know, they have no reason to. Or they are not making it clear what the value is to the correct audience, or they're not building enough trust to engage that customer with a conversation around value. There was um, a story that was going around on LinkedIn about a concert violinist who sells out uh, concert venues at $100 a ticket routinely. And he went and he played in the subway for a day and he made like $30. And everybody in the comments was like, oh, those, the peasants, they don't understand the, the value of this beautiful music that's being played. And I had a counter argument to that, which was actually, he went into a noisy environment and he made more noise. He wasn't providing value to the audience. So it wasn't just about, you know, find your audience that does value what you have. But if you have an audience that's telling you no, it's because they don't see the value. It's either, again, because you're presenting it to the wrong audience or because you're not doing it in the right place at the right time. I love that. And for all those people in the fancy audience that would pay for that money for those tickets, there's different agendas there too. It's the night out. Maybe someone is a connoisseur of that type of thing. Maybe they play, so they have a heightened appreciation for what it takes. I mean, so many, maybe it's just that their wife loves it and so he's getting brownie points, but there's a million reasons why people would pay that kind of money and it's not just because of appreciation. So, oh, I love that story, such a good metaphor. Another fun conversation that came out of that social media exchange around the the violinist in the subway. When I made the statement that value is defined by the customer, someone of course popped up in my comments. Well, typically that's true, but there's this one exception. And they brought up a company called Liquid Death (laughs) that sells canned water. And they were like, you know, in this case, they're just selling canned water. So their marketing is defining the value because their marketing is really good. Now, be forewarned, if you go look at their marketing, it's not tasteful, but it's highly effective and you'll definitely learn something. And it's a, a, it's a canned beverage company, but it's very much, the messaging is around, you can be hardcore and metal and still care about what you put in your body and still care about the environment. And so I just had to respond, it's proving the rule and not the exception to the rule because what they're selling is not canned water. That's the vehicle for selling 
community and tribe and a sense of belonging and we get who you are and that's something that has massive value to their customers absolutely and we, value is defined by the customer that's right they created a product that landed in a very interesting and unique spot where they had their customers that value humor and entertainment and edginess and also what they put in their body and so that's interesting and they literally don't have to sell their product because they created something in a way that people are going to want to buy it and they convince themselves on their own, which is when marketing is doing its job. You don't have to convince anyone of anything. You just create a scenario where they're excited to progress as quickly as possible towards the resolution of what they want or what they need. And so fun. Again, marketing is not about making people want something they don't want. It's offering them something they want and making it easier for them to say yes. Oh, okay. I just, just so you guys know what this crazy face is right now is I so much want to chase that squirrel <laughs> next month. We're going to be doing an entire series on sales and marketing alignment, where it is a much deeper dive into the sales pipeline. It's really hard for me to stop on that point right now, but we're going to go ahead and do it. So, okay. Um, a couple of different things you, I wanted to unpack really quickly is you had mentioned the wrong people or the wrong way. Now we see this frequently around buyer personas. A lot of times people don't take the time to think about their targeting and then align specific aspects of their message with the market in a particular way. But honestly, you guys, if your targeting is wrong, of course you're not getting leads. Even if your messaging is good, if you're in front of the wrong people or if you're misaligned around messaging to the wrong influencer or the wrong decision maker, no leads because they can take no significant action on that. This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. So I'm so glad that you brought that one up kind of tucked inside of one of your other points, because I think that targeting component and just focusing on the wrong people or accidentally being in front of the wrong people is really important. I see that a lot with startups who have figured out how to solve a very significant problem, but it's significant to the wrong person. So it's the end user, for example, and they're making their life so much easier but that end user works for a boss who does not care if their life is easy or not. So being able to, you know, from the very beginning, what problem are you solving and who are you solving it for? You have to understand if you're solving it for someone who has the authority and the ability to actually take action. Oh, such a great point. Where does the pain flow? And where does the money flow? Because sometimes they're different and you've got to make sure to connect those dots. 
Okay, so that brings us to, I wanna help people troubleshoot. So if they're thinking, okay, you guys just threw a whole bunch at me, how do they troubleshoot their specific scenario of why their lead generation is not working? It all comes back to understanding that you're testing offers at every stage and you need to find out where are people saying no? And that, you know, early, early in the funnel, most people are saying no. Funnels are this shape for a reason because you narrow it down by who says no. But there are going to be areas in there where you can highlight this is off target in terms of industry benchmark. We're underperforming based on what we would expect to see here. Or we're getting strange responses or we're going from excitement to apathy. And those are the areas where you want to target uh, for improvement. I love it. You know, and one of the other things I want to add is I love simple. I love simplicity. However, you can oversimplify things because sometimes marketing is complex. And you guys, especially when you're tracking human behavior and you're trying to find a story in the data, there is complexity. So you actually do need to slow down and think about what are the variables that you could tweak and test to Daisy's point that can help you optimize. So just to give you a couple of examples and you need to unpack your own, but is the messaging working? Is the targeting working? Is the creative, meaning the appeal of the first couple seconds, the visuals working? Is your call to action working? Is your nurture working? So that's just a small handful of the key variables. Placement, you know, she mentioned earlier, are you in enough places? Have you brought into that ecosystem enough to capture and maximize your total lead generation system? So making sure that you're thinking through the variables and that you're testing them and optimizing them one at a time and not oversimplifying, not just saying, oh, that's, that doesn't work for us, or no, we've tried that one time before. You really need to make sure that instead of saying, does it work or will it work, you're asking, when will it work for me? Because if they did the work of going where their buyers go and they really thought through that component, it is when will it work. And they just have to, as one prospect I was talking about, talking to the other day said, you just have to get more squeeze for your le- out of the lemon. I'm like, yes, exactly. That's really what the name of the game is. And one way to make sure that you understand where those pitfalls are and where people are falling out of your funnel is obviously in your CRM. And this is one of the reasons that we work so closely with our clients around making sure that the entire marketing and sales cycle is tracked in the CRM because having all of that data in one place gives you a much clearer picture. I love it. Love it. All right, you guys, thank you so, so much. We hope you've enjoyed couple different things. We are going to post some lead generation tools in the notes. So make sure to check those out. And again, subscribe, subscribe if you like what we're saying so that we can give you more. And we love your comments. Please keep them coming, whether they're through our DMs or through the comments so that we know more of the content that you guys want to hear. We'll see you next time onward and upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.